Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Good day, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hybrid Fitness Media Podcast. I'm your host, Matt B. Davis. I got a little thing in my throat. I think I got like a desert thing. Those of you that don't know, I was just in Alula for the amazing Tough Mudder Infinity race with all these amazing athletes and if you follow obstacle racing at all you might actually be sick of it by this point everybody in their feed constantly posting lots of exciting stuff uh, go over to the ORM side for lots of content there and that is part of the reason why you are now just getting this podcast which is Lauren Lauren and Vivian shortly after the last major a couple weeks ago in Vienna now this weekend is the final major of the season it's the dc north american major remember there was another major earlier in chicago but that wasn't north american that was just like the bonus one so every year the bonus one's going to move around this year north american happens in dc david Megida's backyard be sure to check out his post-race party i've been hearing about uh i may or may not be there because it says it starts at nine and i'm like in bed by nine but in this case uh, since my race is so late, maybe I'll wander over afterwards. Who knows? Also, quickly want to remind you that we do have a discount for DECA. That DECA discount is ORM20, and that is for all DECA Fit events. It currently does not work for the local small gym events, uh, but it does work for all the big DECA events. For example, the Knoxville one coming up in a couple of weeks. And I was at Knoxville last year, and I would love to go back. But there's just no way I can go. Just got back from Alula a few days ago, headed to D.C. tomorrow, back Sunday, and then I'm not going nowhere for a while. If you are coming to D.C., please do come up to you and say hello or do one better and send me a message on the Instagram and be like, hey, Matt, I'm here. I'm over by the whatever. And I'll be like, oh, cool, I'm talking to so-and-so. And it's like I always say, as I always say, if you say you see me and then later say I didn't want to bother you because you looked busy, I'm always busy. So unless I look, I don't know, angry or uh, fucked up, <laughs> you can always come up because uh, I'm always – listen, I'm always talking to somebody. I talk a lot because I like to talk a lot and it's what I do for a living. So yeah, please do come up, say hey. Or even just high-five me as you run by. Like, that'll happen sometimes to people. I'll be, like, waiting to cross, and you'll just stick your hand up, high-five, hey, Mappy Davis, and I'll be like, hey. That's exactly how I'll say it, too. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm so glad I got to catch up with these ladies, and my apologies and delay bring you to you, but it's perfect because we're about to see them this weekend. Uh, Lauren had just broken the world record. That's Lauren W. Lauren G., um, 
did not have such a great race. We talk about that. But then she broke the doubles. The two Laurens did it the next day. Uh, and old Vivian, I mean young Vivian, uh, got herself into uh, the championship. And she's also coming tomorrow. So here's the interviews. Away we go. A couple questions to start off with. Um, I'm going to go first to Vivian. Vivian, who has two thumbs and is qualified for the world championship? Me. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. You're, how could you? How could you blow that? You know what you're supposed to say. This guy is that it? This gal, this at gal? least. On, Oops. We'll, we'll, this is why I don't do interviews. I say stupid things and make stupid faces. We'll blame. We'll blame. We'll blame the jet lag. All right. That's fair. So I called Anthony yesterday. You called him. I called Anthony yesterday. You guys are buds. We're, we're legit buds. <laughs> and I go, Anthony. Did she not listen to you this time? Did she just fucking throw down and ball? So we we got that's got to be the first question, Lauren, because um, I had this long conversation with him in uh, Dallas. Where were we last? Chicago. So many races, and he said, Stockholm. "No, I was last in Chicago, though I was not in Stockholm." Okay. And Meg won, and he was like, "Doesn't matter. We peak at the right time. Like we'll, we'll peak when it's time. World Championship time." And and I said that to you, and you were kind of like, that makes it sound like I don't want to win. Of course I want to win, blah, blah, blah. Um, so um, what was the plan, Lauren? Wait, I'm curious what his answer was. Can you? Can I ask a question to your question? Well, I would say you should ask your husband, <laughs> but I guess since we'll probably both talk to him, I think it was something like, I think it was something like uh, second or third station, we were right where we were supposed to be, and then she just fucking took off. Something like that. I can't remember. I was in a loud place. So Anthony I was just so is very. I was just so impressed. I had to call him. I was like, "What did you do? What did you tell her? What happened?" <laughs> He's very um, mathematical. He has an engineer brain. Um, so according to him, I might have been on on a pace that he wanted me to go, but I wasn't wearing a watch, so I had no idea what <laughs> what pace I was in. Um, I was just trying to to go to better go by feel. Um, and see like where my comfort zone was. And, uh, and like some days you have, you have good days and some days are better days. Um, so that was one of my, my better days. Like I just, I, like I felt really good and I don't always feel really good while I'm racing. So I don't think anybody does, honestly. So are you, when you're in that place and you hit, I don't know, station four and it's obvious that, you know, Meg is nowhere near you. Do you have anything that says in your in your claw in your do you check with your body like am I going too fast? Because Meg's pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I don't measure it off of off of anybody else, um, but I will measure it off of of myself and whether I'm going too fast. So sometimes I can come off of a station and and feel completely gassed, and then I know like oh I messed up, like I went too fast. Um, but I felt. I didn't and I didn't feel like I did that in any of the stations yesterday where um, it's really easy to do like you like we we have so much experience and we can go through these races and we know we shouldn't overextend in any of the stations. But it's so hard to to make sure that you don't when when you're just like so excited to go. So I um, I did a better job of tempering my excitement. So were you at any point thinking about the world record? No, um, not even no, like, could you hear like, them? So could you hear them saying it over the loudspeaker or anything like that? Even by the time you, yeah, no, I could, I could definitely hear them saying it, but that's, that's going off of a world record pace of, 
of like going off of somebody that can station better in the back half. So like, it doesn't matter if I'm ahead going at a certain point in the race. If I know that like my stations are slower in the back half, because I could lose an unknown amount of time in those. Does that make sense? Yes. Did we lose Vivian? No, I'm, I'm here. I was, oh, there I, you are. I, I, there was a little bit of noise. I was just waiting for it to die down. Um, so Vivian. Is there a Is question? Are you just want me to just to start going? You're supposed, just start to, you're supposed to say what? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't get harassed this time. Well, we'll cover that later. Let's just start with. <laughs> let's start with. Do you remember what you told me before the race? I know because I wrote it down. Um, I sent you a Ricky Bobby meme that said, uh, "We're going fast again." Co- kicked COVID to the curb, ready to boss ball out some more ready to go fast again that's what you said yeah i love that (laughs) (laughs) did we feel fast um pretty fast i guess um uh i'm trying to think like it wasn't i don't i felt like okay i don't think i had had like an amazing i I wasn't having a good time i'll tell you that the whole race i i definitely had some why am i doing this moments um i mean i have that every every single high rocks but I, i had them a lot yesterday uh yeah I, I i was really proud of my burby broad jumps i passed people on burby broad jumps which is like a new thing for me um and uh like towards i was i think more so than any other that i've done in this space there i felt like a lot of pressure for a particular one to be in the top five so that definitely had a, a big impact on what i was thinking and 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 racing and trying to make sure that I didn't completely blow up towards the end. Um, because like I could, I could totally see, I mean, we saw it happen in Chicago and I didn't want something like that to happen again. So I was, I was very like, like cognizant of the field and trying to make sure that I stayed top five the whole time. So it, it was a pretty nerve wracking mentally race. I would say more so than uh, any other race that I've done. So you had to, to, remind folks based on how the qualification works which i still sometimes get confused by you knew you had to be in the top five as long as lauren and meg still won right if it was different people wouldn't you lose a slot right well Lauren and linda are all qualified but yeah it's only rolled down to top five but i mean obviously the first two were way like i wasn't really worried about that the other people being in front so right no but just to be clear because if if somebody yeah. else had they would have qualified somebody else that wasn't in the top five say that say that again like you're saying if chris won right if chris won then and then in it it still would have rolled down to like five if, if there were at least two people who already qualified that get in the top five okay so at least two people so if chris yeah. was first and somebody else was second <laughs> you might not make it like it's not just top five it's because of who is in front of you. I'm just trying to make sure I get this all right. Lauren is shaking right. her head. Yes. R- Vivian does not seem to know. <laughs> if Chris won, as long as three other people that had already qualified were in the top five and Vivian took fifth, right. she'd still get in. Yeah. Um, quick side note. Did anybody talk to the guys yet? Cause I know they had a rough one. The American dudes had a rough one. Uh, I've talked to Alex, so not American, but <laughs> okay. He was probably yeah, in a good I, mood. Yeah, he he was having a blast. Hyping the crowd up. It was really cool to see. So um, wanting to stay in the top five, um, 
you said sorry, you said you passed people on burpee broad jumps. Now they they had that new layout in Chicago too, right? The nice lines and everything. Mm-hmm. And we like those for the burpees. I I like them because you like it gives us an idea of where we're supposed to be too, instead of guessing whether or not we're doing it right and just waiting for them to tell us. We can visually see whether or not we're doing it right. Yeah, I heard there was a lot of judging. I heard there was judges were very strict yesterday. I heard a lot of people. Uh, They're very strict on me. Getting called, yeah. What were they warning you about, Lauren, or calling you on? Um, making sure my feet were exactly in line before I jumped, so mm-hmm. like one foot couldn't it couldn't be like a stagger. And anything else? Was there any other station that? Mm-hmm. Well, they were definitely warning us, like, do not go past Cross the line. Yeah. That that's really like that's a hard one. That, that that's like a very nerve wracking one. Uh, the the that's boxing. a hard penalty. Yeah, and you're stepping backwards, so you're like trying to like watch your feet and not get tangled in the ropes. And uh, yeah, also not step over the line. Yeah, yeah. But I think everybody's happy to hear that. That at least for the majors, they're like getting their act together. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, it's good. And it and it like gives you an idea too. So you like you want to know if you're doing it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Vivian, have you gone back and watched the race? I did watch it because I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> well, I slept I slept from six to twelve this morning. But uh we yeah, work is a thing. Yeah. And we were just talking about I don't drink coffee, but then I take caffeine for these races. And if it's at night, it's just like I'm not gonna sleep. And so what were your thoughts uh, watching it again? Um, I don't know. I guess like, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I was watching. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if I have thoughts. It's not, not, that, not that different. <laughs> that only like a freaking baby messed up giraffe on the wall ball, but that's nothing new. Um, literally thought I wasn't going to make it. I, I, when I did like 10 wall balls, I literally thought I was not going to make it. It's cr- it's crazy what what that would have been doing. unacceptable. Well, you and May <laughs> were yelling at me. <laughs> they were like, "Come on, Vivian!" And I was like, "I'm." I was like, "You're not giving this spot up." <laughs> I know. Oh God, that was stressful. How many uh, how many seconds was? It? I mean, you were only a few seconds behind fourth, if I recall, right? Yeah, I was like really close to fourth. Yeah. 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 So. Uh... Linda was 102.04, Viola 102.33, Vivian 102.41. And then it looks like mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a gap between you and Michaela, uh, another minute and 20 seconds or so. Did Michaela just have a, a rough day? Is anybody talking But you have her? to remember, Michaela's coming from a CrossFit background, which generally means really good wall ball. So Vivian has to keep her foot on the pedal. Right. Like, yeah. In that last station. She was 30 behind me, and I was like, oh, God, Vivian. Yeah, that's not enough to feel good. Like, you need, like, seven. No, I was like, you have good. got to go. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I've seen I've seen on her Instagram, I think she's still having some trouble with anemia, and she said she was cramping on, on during the race, which is always tough. So, um, yeah, I think I don't think that was indicative of her probably best performance. Okay, is this correct? I pulled up Jennifer uh, Nicholas, who I hadn't heard of, and she was, I think, last in all the stations, but finished twelfth. So does that mean she's just super fast? She went out. I mean, she's probably yeah, pretty a pretty good runner. She was. She definitely had a really good first K. But do we know anything about her? Do you guys heard about her beforehand? She qualified. She qualified very recently at the Masters race, I believe. Um, <clears throat> I think previously she had been doing mixed doubles, um, fairly competitively. 
So I like, I think she's been around and been doing well. And she just, um, I think it's been a long time since she had done like a solo pro and she hit a good time in Maastricht and it got her into the elite 15. So yeah, she I'm not knocking her, her. I just was quickly kind of clicking on people and just seeing how stations were. And I was like, if you're last and all literally all the stations are almost last and then you're, you don't finish last. It means you must be pretty quick. Yeah. She seemed pretty quick to me. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, and what, and do we know what happened with Lauren Griffith? I think um, I'm actually doing a doubles with her um, soon, so I can't stay too long. Um, but she, I think she has a gluten allergy and like she had gotten some food from the stores. And because we're in Vienna and ever, all the ingredients are in German, she couldn't read. And neither can I. I mean, the ingredients that are in the back. So I think she was eating some things that she was allergic to and was having um, some like stomach issues. And what's your what's your team name? Do you have a team name? Uh, the hybrid engine. Lauren, <laughs> <laughs> nice Lauren, Lauren squared. That's what I thought. That's what that's what I thought. Um, our- I mean, she passed. She, she like she actually like passed out on the court. They took her vitals, as far as I'm aware, like in on the last one k, and then they cleared her and let her go and finish it out. And then she did a hundred unbroken wall blocks. <laughs> kind of ridiculous, but good Savage. for her. Good for her. Yeah. Were you yeah. were were you guys in the building when the men's <laughs> rowers happened? Yes. I was watching on the screen. I was in the building, but I did not see it happen. But I heard all about it immediately. I, I was, was like, Did you just see what happened? It was crazy. I saw Alex get on the rower <clears throat> and then like kind of gesture and like get off. And I was like, oh shoot, like that sucks that, that rower isn't working. And then all of them and him and Sandy are coming and standing around. I was like, oh my God, what is happening? That like, I, I can't, that's so frustrating for all parties involved. And I felt so bad for them. Yeah, that was, I was terrible. I honestly, I, I don't know what happened because it worked for us an hour prior. So I, I, I actually, I don't know what happened. Christian walked by me like as, as it was happening. And he said he thought it had something to do with the way the rowers, like if you saw the live stream, the numbers were being displayed on the the screen. So he thinks it was something to do with like whatever technology is linking those somehow mess things up. And that's why they had to pull down all those separate numbers. theory. That's what he said when he walked by. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to make some sort of statement. Just, I don't know. <laughs> they don't have to, I guess, but it'd be nice if they were like, Hey, apologies. We figured it out. It won't happen again. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big blunder. I, I like, Yeah. Well, I think luckily it was only two men, so they just yeah. tracked the time, which I think was the right move. I think like they figured that right. out on the fly, which I think was I was pretty impressed with. Yeah. Yeah. Like if like if it was if that was a Spartan situation, they still wouldn't have it worked out. You know what I mean? <laughs> no <Yeah>. comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not not trying to criticize. That's just it's yeah, I just felt bad for everybody involved. And Sandy who was having a great race. Um, It really was having a really good race. Yeah. And like, what do you do in that situation? Like I definitely didn't fault him for saying, okay, well I'm just going to head out on the run and like take whatever penalty. And then he, I guess he got disqualified or something. Right. But they were working when he decided to take off. He sort of, he sort of walked off. You can see in the video and then he decided just to run. Um, So, and yeah, then within a minute or two, 
because I was texting with Anthony. He's like, they they said they're going to take the time off, 106. It was like, okay, well, that's fair. But I think that's a good lesson, and it's not about knocking Sandy, but it is a good lesson for the kids out there. Stay in the race. You don't know what's going to happen. Just stay in the race. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the guy that's beating you could fall off. The guy that's beating you could get injured. Like, you just don't know. And so I think that's right. just like, no matter what. Black miscounts happen all the time. Like, right. So I yeah. had to ask on the first 1K, I was asking Jenny next to me, I was like, do we go in now? Because uh, for whatever reason, like, my mind got jumbled in the first run. Yeah, and I guess there was the thing where they sent them the wrong way on another station, or was it that station? Oh, I heard the yeah, I heard that York, I think. Yeah. Alex had to grab Sandy and, like, pull him the right way or something. Good guy. Yeah. So I assume you're both in D.C. since it's America? Most likely. Okay. Um, not a hundred percent, but like m- most likely, yes. I have yeah. I have my eye slightly on a CrossFit competition, but I don't know. Okay. Lauren Weeks just world, <laughs> so um, it wouldn't necessarily make sense to do it, but it sounds fun. <laughs> where Where is it geographically? Uh, closer to me too. It's in California. Okay, and you'll definitely be there, Vivian. I'm I'm gonna go to DC. Um, I have friends there that I want to see, but I'm I'm kind of leaning right now towards not doing the elite race, maybe doing Go Rock or doubles or something, just like to kind of do something a little bit more, like for fun and less. I mean, I guess if I did the elite race, it'd be less pressure now. But um, I think like doing something different would be fun. Uh, not tapering down as much for it, and just kind of racing and using it as a training opportunity. Um, and yeah, I'd also like to see some more Americans qualify. So, also, if you've seen Vivian in the Go Rock Games last year, that girl can run with weight. She <laughs> smashed all of us. <laughs> the fastest weighted female runner. Sorry, you can't take the male no. spot, but fastest no, female. Yeah, Jared is just on another level, but fastest weighted female runner. Her and Kelly both like absolutely insane what they can do with weight on their back. What do you what do you think the biggest lesson is for you, Vivian? Like now that you've done the race and gone back and watched it, what did you learn from this race that you can apply to the next one? I think definitely something that that I was thinking um, that I was reflecting back on was it's definitely really easy on the last the run, the lunges and the run to think I have to hold something back here to be able to finish like i mean and then like i said i got into wobbles and i was like i physically don't know if i can do this but i think having maybe a little bit more faith in the training and the willpower and just being able to to like know yourself and know that you can get through things in the back end and then that kind of lets you expand a little bit more on like i said like the last few runs and stations um i i would say it's a big lesson um I think in later races, again, that's a little bit less about the placement. I will kind of have that mental load off. I think I do a good job of not really thinking about it before the race, but in the race, it definitely took some some energy. So um, I think those are good learnings. Um, just got to get faster. I mean, L- Lauren at one point passed me and just was just trucking along. And I was like, Jesus, this is unreal. Um, so, yeah, I guess those are the biggest learnings. And how about, you, get, how about for you? Lauren? Sorry. 
I'm saying how um, actually very similar, and and some of it's almost subconscious. But like I didn't. I talked to Anthony yesterday too, and he had told me that like one of my slower runs was the one going into the wall balls, and I didn't feel like I slowed down. Like it, I I felt like I was like holding the same pace, but apparently subconsciously I was also like, ooh, I should I should I guess hold back a little bit so I can do these wall balls, which is like ridiculous because we do so many wall balls. Like they're not like. We're going to be able to get through them. I don't. I don't know why my mind was taking over. Um, so very similar kind of thought process. Even if I wasn't like actually trying to think that. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask. Were these the new sleds? No. When are they supposed to break those out? Any answer I give you would be a guess. Okay. They didn't. Yeah. Nobody said anything because I thought that was the deal. Was like, oh, we're going to get these things out and blah blah blah. I, I thought. I thought I heard March, but again. I could be completely wrong or making that up or I dreamed it or I don't know. <laughs> you know we used to just make such a big deal though of the US versus Europe races and at, at this point oh, in the yeah. game at, at this point in the game where where are you with this was was did you feel especially easier especially the same especially not the same? I think they're getting a lot closer like the, I think all the race venues are getting much closer to being they'll never be the same it's impossible um your temperature climate all that can affect it um but they're getting very close to being as similar as possible yeah i'd agree with that um the layout still also plays yeah and that's venue dependent like on how much space they have and the shape of the building but didn't feel especially fast to you it felt consistent i would say with like chicago um i mean i guess that's the only race i've done in history felt i guess consistent with like worlds last year um yeah i'd say there was like one hard turn like in terms of running but the rest of them were really nice i think like one out of the four turns was a little bit harder than the others but the in and out sharp say that again i said that the in and out turns were pretty sharp right we also had that but farmers those carry. were like 180s yeah but yeah right. we had the farmers carry that like was the nice long farmers carry so that's nice i mean 30 seconds versus yeah. a regular grid, I would say. Yeah. It makes that saves a ton of time doing it that way. Yeah. And Vivian, no, uh, no plans outside of people that, you know, for the most part, Vivian, keeping it, keeping it close. No plans for what? Yeah. Wait, what? Well, like nothing extracurricular. Oh, like what? What kind of, extra- <laughs> what, what did you start? What did you say? We first got on the call, Lauren. I don't uh, know. Oh no. You oh, know <laughs> <laughs> you, there is no segue into that how are we supposed to know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like i'm not doing any other cool comps um no did not book any massages learned my lesson um i'm still traumatized by that and i didn't have my body time so it is a great story <laughs> it's a great lesson for everybody out there don't be an idiot don't be a vivian I'm sure the story is retold somewhere in one of Matt's podcasts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's in a past podcast. You can link it below, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. Like <laughs> Born YouTuber. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad we got to catch up. I'm hoping to uh, chat with a couple of the fellas. Uh, Rich and I were texting yesterday. I don't know what he's doing today. Um, yeah, I hope to see some of them. I haven't seen them. I think they're in town for a couple of days, so they should be around for a bit. I think they're gonna like 
get to experience some more of the city, which is really nice. Right. All right. Well, uh, be safe and we'll chat soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye. 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 reaching you geographically where are you i live in washington state okay you might have told me that before that's okay it's hard to keep track especially when everyone travels so much for different races Uh, you know you don't have to stay local you you go all over (laughs) well i think we should start with where i last saw you where did i leave you you were on the floor i think of deca is that the last time i talked to you yeah it seems like i just end up on the floor a lot um for these races (laughs) Yeah, so that was the last one at the the start of December. Um, had just finished up the strong and uh, ended up being the same weekend as Stockholm. So just another little bit of a build session leading into Vienna and making sure that I had s- secured a spot in between then because Stockholm definitely threw things in for a loop with all the times that people had gotten. Remind folks how your how your DecaFit World Championship weekend went. Uh, it actually went pretty good. I let's see with the fit got third in that one, and then that same evening had the coed uh, fit with Kevin McGregory, and we got first in that one. Um, wish we would have known we were just four seconds off from the world record on, on that one. So another close call, <laughs> and then the mile got second on that, and um, the strong is definitely not my best event. Right. That one I was happy to just finish. And and be done. <laughs> the shortest one, but it feels like it's an eternity when you're pushing that hard. <laughs> that was the race with the biggest controversy, though. Oh, for sure. We had yeah. a big sled, big sled controversy. Yeah, I am. You know, I I think they handled it pretty well. Uh, you know, as good as you can for having um, mishap like that, where things are a little off. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I, I ended up like middle of pack on that one, like an eighth or something. But I was just happy to be done with it. <laughs> if you were going to rank mishaps, do you think wrong sled weight on one sled or all rowers not working? Which one do you think is a bigger mishap? <laughs> uh, definitely all the rowers not working. And I, I don't know how that happens. For the women's race, everything was set up, ready to go. Like you didn't have to even start the rowing for the screen to pop on. And I feel like Hyrox is usually pretty good at having that set up so you don't run into those issues. So uh don't really know what happened on that one. But yeah, I would say that one is, that one's pretty big for especially a major not having that ready to go. Yeah. And I would say I actually don't, I think they handle it super well. I think that's the yeah. biggest thing that we, that we um, learn from these things is how to, how does a company react in these situations? They fixed it on the fly. Before oh, yeah. the race was over, they said we're giving uh, him his time back that he lost, which was a minute and six seconds. And again, I, I hate to always do this, but we have such a bad experience of a decade of Spartan where, like, we'd still not know. They, oh, yeah. They'd come up with some random rule to cover their ass. They do, you know what I mean? They just, they're never able to 
um, they're just they were just never consistent with fixing problems. Yeah. Um, you know, one time all of a sudden there was an athlete. There was like, well, we've taken this to the athlete board. It's like you have an athlete board. What? Um, Would have been nice, nice to know. <laughs> well, it was some made up shit. That's what I'm saying. It never existed before then or after then. Instead of just yeah. like saying like we messed up. Here's the here's what's. It just it it's it was just always bizarre. So I think they I honestly think they handled it really well. Just as I think Decca handled their situation really well. So yeah. So so far. And and listen, I just want to say to people who are freaking out, oh my god, it's amateur hour is like first of all, this shit's happened at the games before the CrossFit games. Second of all, even if you had tested it 30 seconds before they got there, let's say you did a quick check and you tested all the powers, it still could have gone out when they got there. Sometimes yeah. stuff just happens. And I'm okay with it, especially since they handled it so well. They did. And like you said, with how quickly they were able to navigate that, um, especially since it's still primarily run with a lot of volunteer help. So for people to just step up and step in and start doing that really quickly is is really impressive and, and goes to show how how much they care that like it continued and flowed as smoothly as it could given the circumstances. Yeah, so I'm going to give them an A plus for handling that. As I said, before the race was even over, first of all, getting all the rowers down and then and then fixing the problem before the race was even over. A plus, I'm going to give them for that one. Yeah. Uh, everything they do is an A plus, but I will give them an A plus for that. Now, everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know what happened to Lauren G. What What did happen? What, what did happen? Did she passed out? Did she have an AFib? <laughs> is she okay? They put her back on the course. She went under the blue tent, but then she went back on the course before it was over. Tell us what happened. Yeah. Break it um, down, Lauren. Uh, yeah, I know. I. Honestly, I wish I knew exactly what happened as well. Um, really what kicked it off was just I started feeling a little off at the start of the lunges. And then there was just this point where I felt like I couldn't really see what was going on. And I don't really recall the last few lengths of doing the lunges. Would you know where you were, though, in the race at the lunges? I think I came in um, right behind... Vivian and um, Yola. So I was, and uh, Michaela might have snuck in right in front of me because um, I think I was somewhere between like seventh or fifth. Okay. Around that, around that point. So, um, you know, of course, everyone's going to a lot of these majors with the goal of getting their spot to the world championship. So that's definitely what I was going for um, and was just pushing it. And then all of a sudden, I, I don't remember a whole ton of what was going on. Uh, so really fortunate. Like I said, the volunteers that they have are phenomenal. And I'm so appreciative. Vaguely recall getting helped off around the course. And um, some stubborn part of me was like, I'm fu- I can just keep going. Just let me keep going. And wisely, they they shuttled me off to the side um, and According to the the time, I think I was there for like 10, 12 minutes. And then they checked vitals. They said it's normal enough. Um, they they did ask you. They're like, we, we want to take you off the course and, and just like, let's not have you finish. Let's just get you down, have it all done. And, um, you know, it's it was my first major. It was already disappointing to have something like that happen. So... Part of me was thinking, well, what would I be more disappointed with? Not finishing or uh, no, like, honestly, a little bit of the embarrassment of being so far behind uh, <laughs> and having having a time that I think that's the worst time I've ever gotten in a high rocks. 
in the past two years. Um, and I, I figured if anything, I, I could just muddle through and do the last little bit. The men's race was about to start. So I was like, yeah, no one's going to be watching the end anyway. Like no one's going to have to see me finish. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was incredible to have all of those people rally around and cheer me on at the end, even though for me, it was, it's kind of like, it's a little embarrassing to be like, oh, wow, I, I showed up, passed out and then, uh, struggled to the end, but, uh, that's essentially what happened. I, I don't really know what caused it, but, um, some of my friends like to call it my, my, uh, inter-race napping to help me get my wall balls unbroken at the end. <laughs> so has this happened before? Uh, not really. Um, I've had like a few instances over the years that like s- similar things in some ways have happened where it's like just been an extreme situation and like I kind of black out, but keep going. Um, so like, it doesn't, it hasn't happened in a really long time. So, um, I, like I said, I don't really know what happened, but I at least finished and that's all I could ask for. (laughs) And did you think at that point that you might not race the next day? Yeah, it was kind of tentative. Um, and just kind of going by how, how I felt. I did reach out to Lauren that evening and ask, like, look, I just totally bombed in this race. Do you, do you still want to race with me tomorrow going into the, with the expectation that we were going to try to get the world record on that? And I mean, luckily, you know, she's, she's incredible too. And she was like, absolutely. We're still going to go for it if you're feeling, feeling it. So, uh, woke up the next day sore and tired and still went for it. (laughs) All right. So Um, let us get to this doubles race. What was the race plan who's gonna do what we actually had it split out fairly evenly for most of it with the idea that lauren would finish each of the stations and i would be starting them uh, because i knew that trying to keep pace with her on a run was going to be a struggle (laughs) so that was the idea was that i would go in get things started and then she could finish it out so i'd have a little bit of that recovery in between uh starting the run um, for the most part, we actually stuck really closely to that plan. There were a few things that we changed on the fly, which, um, another, another great thing that it was just easy, seamless coordination with like, as we were going, being able to communicate and saying like, Hey, uh, initially I was supposed to start on the rower and heading into it. She's like, can I get started on the rower and, uh, switch off at the halfway point? So there's a lot of things that, we stuck with it initially with that plan and then kind of just changed a couple things as we were going along to make sure that depending on how we were feeling or what was going on, we could kind of match up with that. How was the, uh, what was the time to beat going into it? Oh, um, I think it was 54, 40, 45 or something like that. So, uh, with the splits that we were going for, we were looking for something in like the 53 minute range, but, um, is I'm sure you could understand it gets a little packed out there and then things happen while you're going that slowly, uh, seconds add up over, you know, a number of stations and runs. So didn't quite get in that range. And then I also got no repped on a few wall balls, which added up and, and took some extra time. Um, I was throwing them too high. Too high. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know that that was uh, a bad thing or a penalty thing. But so that's that's actually why I ended up just switching out with Lauren and she did most of the wall balls because 
apparently if you throw too high and don't hit the nine foot target, <laughs> uh, they get no, they get no reps. So caution to anyone else. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I understand why that would be a no rep. If you're doing more than required, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really know either. Um, I, I thought I had gotten like at least 20 wall balls in and then was like, okay, uh, you know, if, if they're having to continue to tell me like, hey, hit the nine foot target. And every time I throw it up, I was like, oh my gosh, it keeps going higher. <laughs> Apparently it's really hard not to throw it as high. Um, so that's why I switched out with Lauren and then she counted back down to 15. So I was like, okay, that was it. That was a good call to let Lauren finish it out because she's a lot more accurate with the, the wall balls. I mean, if anybody listening wants to let me know, it's like, I just don't, I'm trying to think about why, why too much is, is a penalty or is a no rep. I just can't understand how it's, I can't understand it, but if anybody else out there listening knows. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess if they specifically say like, you're supposed to hit the nine foot target and you're going above, that's maybe why, but uh, I don't know. Uh, That's just how it ended up playing out. And it would be like, like if you, if you push the sled an extra one or you did extra, extra burpee broad jumps, it's, or if you did longer farmers carry, I don't know. It's just like, it's like, well, you wasted your time, but it's, it's not a no rep. It's just, I, again, if somebody wants to explain that one to me. Yeah. I wasn't as efficient or fast. So I mean, it, I was already eating enough time up with throwing it at higher, but um, yeah. So I don't know if that's part of like specifically in the rule or, you know, just how, how they were judging it. So it uh, up going. So had these times you wanted to get, had Anthony broken these down for you guys? Like this is where you want to be every single time? Yeah. Yeah. So he kind of took a look at, you know, previously what the splits were and then based on both of our performances, how things go. I'm sure you know Anthony well enough to know that he loves the data yes. and digging into those numbers. Kind of a lunatic, yes. <laughs> well, I love it. it. It's so fun. Like when we have our our weekly calls to chat through things, he'll pull up his his spreadsheets, and it's so fun to like see all the numbers in there. And he's like, "Okay, I broke it down like this." And yeah, seeing he's all the that. guy. If you want to go, if you, oh, yeah. if, if that's your approach, he is definitely the best one for that, for sure. Absolutely. And uh, Lauren and I were both laughing. We met like an hour and a half before the race to review what he had sent over as an outline to us. And both of us had said, we opened up the text that he had sent us and you just see this novel. And we're like, oh yeah, well, we'll look at that later. That's a, a that's a later prop. <laughs> right. So uh, it was very in-depth and detail outlining things, which of course it, it's really helpful to have that kind of a breakdown going into a race to know how to tentatively structure it. But at the same time, we went in with the anticipation that there's probably going to be some of the things that we'd change as needed throughout the race. Um, Have I asked you your athletic background before all this? I mean, I know we've talked at the race, but have I ever kind of got into how you got here? What you, what you grew up as an athlete doing? Uh, I don't think so. So I can, and if I have, you know, I can tell you again. <laughs> okay. What did you what What did you do athletically growing up? Yeah i i I enjoyed doing all sorts of sports. So I think I had tried everything. You know, I did basketball, volleyball. Ended up sticking with soccer for the most part through high school. Uh, once I graduated, I think a lot of people understand that there's that kind of void that all of a sudden you're when you're in team sports in high school doing all of that and it ends all of a sudden you're sitting there like, well, now what? Like, I can't just get 
12 other people together and, and play soccer all the time and, and do that. So I ended up transitioning over into running since, you know, it's primarily an individual sport, um, even doing it with a team, you're racing with just yourself. Um, so I did that. I, I ran marathons for a while with my mom and that's kind of how I got into running was I just jumped straight up to marathons. There's no in between. (laughs) Uh, and then while training for marathons got recruited to run at a college in Utah. So I had two years of eligibility, did that. Um, and during that time I sporadically do like Spartan races and jump into that. So after graduating college, that was another thing that I just started going more towards the OCR world, you know, trails. It's fun to run on that. I did a lot of rock climbing too. So it just kind of seemed like a good fit. But about a year ago, some of my friends from OCR and doing Spartan races started telling me about like hybrid racing. And candidly, it was one of those where you're like, oh, that sounds awful. I should try that. Right. Right. <laughs> like, how much misery would I be in doing this? And you're like, it's probably going to be a lot, but it sounds fun. So I, I tried one out and, um, you know, uh, wasn't doing necessarily terrible with uh, Spartan races or obstacle course racing, but I did want to mix things up a little bit from what I had been doing. And I started transitioning more into high rocks this year uh, with the anticipation that this was kind of like my building year to get into hybrid racing. So going into it, even going into Chicago, it was kind of like my fastest time before then was like a 111 in a high rocks event. So Anthony tempered my expectations going into Chicago with like, okay, your goal time is like a 106, 105, but even cutting down like two or three minutes is going to be a PR and to be happy with it. And then um, it just kind of started all coming together pretty quickly. Uh, So that's, it kind of ended up falling into this a little bit uh, through different avenues of people I'd met and just wanted to try it out and and see how hard I could really push myself. Well, I want to talk about your Spartan sort of career a little bit. Um, So what year did you start racing? Um, I, I think I had my first one like 2015 and then would do like one or two a year while I was doing track and cross country in college. Uh, and then I, I took a long break because I, I did have hip surgery and knee surgery in the same year. Um, and that was like a minimum I was out of, of running and being able to really do a whole ton for like six months. So out that was in 2018 that took a ball of 2018 and then, uh, started getting back into it 2019 and then COVID happened. So it was really unfortunate to kind of be like, yeah, I'm starting to get back into competing and athletics and then everything shuts down. So do you know off the top of your head, like how many podiums you were on or anything like that? Um, I, I think I had hit like six to eight podiums over that time in Spartan. So not like a, a super, you know, incredible career in it, but um, it, it was like it was a lot of fun just being able to go out there and competing with a lot of the others and and getting to do that. So were you living in Utah? Were you hitting like Northwest races and like California and Arizona or did you travel east at all? Yeah, mostly I I try to stick to the the West Coast. It's, it's hard to travel over to the East Coast to race when you're on this side. 
but um, I have family out in Texas, so I, I'd go do some of those. And then I, I would follow along with like the, the series that they'd have for like the, the elite series. Uh, so I would go to like Florida for Jacksonville or something. And then uh, I think they had some in Vermont or West Virginia. Did we, talk so in ja- did we talk in Jacksonville? I feel like I always went to those. Oh, I don't think so. You were at a lot of those? I Yeah, I wasn't at the 3K, but I was at like the previous three years. Like 19, tw- twice in 20, I think. 21, 22. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think I ever saw you at any of those. Oh, okay. I, I guess I didn't get out much. I just would race and then go. <laughs> right. Um, what? Uh, when did you get connected with Anthony and Lauren? Um, I think earlier last year. Kind of hard to remember. Um, so one of my my coworkers, when I go to Utah, I go and work out with him and his friend group. And they actually do a lot of like the CrossFit workouts. And while I was there, I had mentioned wanting to get into the high rocks and hybrid racing sphere. And one of them's like, Oh yeah, you know what? One of the guys that comes and works out with us every once in a while, his wife actually races. So maybe you should talk to him. And I was like, Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Do you know what is like, what, who his wife is? And like, yeah, I think her name's like Lauren weeks or something. I was like, Oh, that's, that, that's all that's the, you know, just the best in, in, right. in hybrid racing. So uh, that was kind of how I got introduced was just through some friends and him showing up. I, I started kind of, you know, like asking questions because I did a lot of my own training. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, so, you know, how do you kind of structure things for Lauren? And he'd tell me about it and then ended up getting in touch with Lauren, kind of texting her every once in a while, like with random questions like, hey, how do you kind of modify this for training? So when they opened up the hybrid engine, uh, I jumped on getting on board with that because it seemed like for a lot of what they do, it aligned up with what I was currently doing and just how I like training. So it was perfect timing that they had just started doing their coaching and, and having that be something that was available. And I snuck right in to snag a spot to be working with Anthony, which I feel really fortunate to have that. So what are your long-term goals with this stuff? It's it's it can be tough to be really good at high rocks and DECA. Yeah. It can be really difficult to not sort of pick one, right. To focus on what do you, what do you want to do? Like what's your 2024? Do you have goals? Does Anthony force you to pick goals? Do you just sort of look at the year and think what you kind of feel like doing? You seem, you seem pretty cash about this whole thing. You seem to just be kind of like a roll with the punches kind of a gal. Yeah. I am. Well, I, I'm, primarily, I do want to get to the High Rocks World Championship. So that's really what I'm gunning for this year. Um, but I, I do also plan on doing DECA as well and sprinkling that in. Personally, I feel like if I'm in good enough High rock shape to get to that point where I can be in the World Championships for that, I'd also be in good enough shape for a DECA Um it would just kind of be refining some of those different skills or different movements that they have in DECA versus High Rocks and pre- preparing for that. So I, I think that High Rocks is kind of my main goal, but I also really enjoy a variety of competitions. So uh, even beyond that, some of my friends that I was with in Vienna this weekend were telling me about 
a few other events that they wanted me to join in that are more um, like OCR related. So I still might do a few of those, but High Rocks will be the main goal for this what year. You, what races are you looking at? Um, now I, I wish I could remember what they're called. I'll have to have to look that up. But are they in Germany? <laughs> they have, um, no, they're they're in New New York or New Jersey. Okay, with with a few other people. Um, so. Yeah. Was Meg trying to get you to do like noob sanity, like that stuff? <laughs> so the, I think it's through whoever does noob sanity. Right. Cause that they had their gear on um, my friends, Kelly and Dar. So they, they were wearing that and they had mentioned like, yeah, this is, this is who we, we do stuff with. So I think that it sounds really fun right. to do those. Kinds what about, of things. have you looked at, at any of these, um, any of these competitions? Like there's a big one coming up in New Jersey that thieves and beggars there's rally in the Valley this year that a lot of people are going to, are you looking at any of those? So it was actually, I think rally in the Valley. Oh, well, there you was go. Mentioned. Yeah. But I mean, like they also pulled up a list and had, you know, a whole bunch listed out. I am, I am a yes man when it comes to racing. So I also have to like try to be a little bit more selective. <laughs> right. Otherwise someone, you know, I, I've had people the night before a race be like, Hey, you want to do this? And I'm like, sure, let's go for it. So I just, I'll sign up for anything if as, people ask. Yeah. As someone who, who one day I woke up and I was 50 years old, I would tell you like, yeah, don't have regrets. I mean, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of regrets. I, I, I feel like I went for most of the stuff, but yeah, like it's going to happen. You're going to be 30, then 40, then like, holy shit. Like you're looking in the mirror and you're like, what happened? What, where, 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 you know what I mean? So go for it. That's what I say. I mean, listen, like I think Chris Riglowski is proving everything. You could do whatever you want at any time. And I'm not saying everybody has to live that way, but I, I talked to her yesterday and I was like, you know, um, what's the last race you did? She was like, oh my God, it was forever ago. It was six weeks ago. And I'm like, that's not normal. Like most people, like they take a block, like, okay, here's this big. But she said to me once, every race I just did is my favorite race. And I kind of, that's kind of who she is, right? Like if you say, what's your A race this year? It's like the one I just did. Yeah. Well, I will also say, I feel like Chris is a a a competition unicorn. I don't know anyone that can do the broad range of things that she does quite as well as she does like, and as frequently, I'm not going to lie. If I did a hundred mile race and then even a week later had another one, I would still be wrecked from that. But she has like this incredible ability to, to race in something that's super long and then can do something that has a need for quicker turnover or strength, like a DECA and still do really well. So I, I don't know very many people that are quite like that, but she does have that ability to prove that like, yeah, if you want to go do something, you can do it. Even if they don't seem to quite match up and, and fit together. I like that term unicorn. I think that serves her well. Cause she really is. She really is one of a kind. Um, yeah. And there's, there's a lot of conversation in our sport around like, like, people always want to compare people, right? Like, oh, well, like, how is she versus, like, Lindsay, right? Because Lindsay is definitely the queen of OCR. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no one can do what Chris does. And, pe- you know, we stopped doubting her. I mean, I think we we all kind of like, well, can you do this? And you're probably going to get hurt. Or how can you do this one thing and then yeah. do another? But watching her on back, like, do stuff, like, you know, she won High Rocks that year, went straight to Big Bear, um, and then came in second or third on that race. And that was like... Yeah. 
And I was there for that. Like, I watched that. Like, we all, we watched a race. It was a night race. Then we all fucking drove up to a bear. I don't yep. know. If I, that's, I said I have no regrets. I shouldn't have done that. I was out of my mind. I was so tired. Um, luckily, my buddy Theo is driving for us. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, she's a unicorn. I think that's a great way to, uh, I think that's a great way to, uh, to describe her. And, you know, she's just as likely to, uh, to crush a short event as this event we're all going to go do in the desert here in a few weeks. Right. So. Yeah, it's it's just a, a mix, and she kind of does it all and is able to do it all. I would say for a lot of people, don't quite go out and do that same volume without knowing what abilities you have. <laughs> yeah, I think talking with her one time, she was like, "Oh, I'm just going to casually do like a 200 mile race this year." Right. I was like, I don't know very many people that just like drop that in in a conversation like, oh, yeah, that's all I'm going to do. Just another 200 mile race. Well, I mean, I think there are like, you know, people in the ultra world, you meet an ultra runner, you start talking. What do you got on your list? What are you doing this year? What's on your bucket list? You yeah. know, do you want to do a 200 miler? Do you want to do Barkley? Oh, she's doing Barkley, by the way. Um, I talked to her yesterday and she's got all the confidence in the world about it. And I was like, listen, hate to be a hater. But there's no way you're going to finish five loops your first time. She's like, I don't know. I think I can. Yeah. I, I said, I said the greatest, the greatest navigators in the world and the greatest runners in the world have a really hard time with that one. Yeah. But but she's you know she's like no I'm going to finish. I'm like all right let's go for it. Yeah. She I like how she approaches each race with like such great confidence, and I also feel like she's put in the work to get that kind of a confidence too. Um, you know. Even hearing about how how she kind of navigates things with her her job of being a nanny and working with the kids, like she still puts in a lot of hard work throughout the day to to be able to do that. Um, I actually one of the first times I talked to her, I was going to do the uh, Spartan Ultra World Championships um, in, in classic Spartan fashion. They incorrectly sent me an email saying I qualified. So I was like, oh, well, I guess if they said I qualified, I'll sign up. And then they're like, oh, we made a mistake. You actually qualified for a different world championship. And I was like, it's too late. I signed up. So I, I went to, immediately. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I went to Chris and she had some like great tips and and how to train for things. And just hearing her talk about how she approaches her training, I was like, that's on a whole nother level. Uh, luckily for me the world championship for the ultra ended up getting canceled. So I I didn't have to die that day, but, but yeah, hearing about how she does her training, I I'm like, Oh gosh, that is a lot to have to manage. (laughs) Do you, um, did you get to cash that in? Did you transfer it to a, uh, to another race? They still owe you. Yeah. I, I don't even remember. I think it did end up transferring to a different race. Um, cause I did end up trying and ultra. It wasn't a 24 hour one, but I did try an ultra. Um, so I think I was able to transfer it to that. Which, which one? It was in Texas. And how'd you do? Um, I, I did win that one. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It was, it's one of those that by the end, you're just like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to drop. And that was only like 30 something miles. So I couldn't imagine how people do like the hundred mile races. 30 was enough for me. I'll, I'll stop it there. <laughs> um, I'm looking at your Instagram here. Let me pull this up really quickly. Share. I'm pretty sure this is that race I was just talking about. Is this Big Bear right here? I think this is the one right after High Rocks World Championships. Am I, is my correct? There's Lindsay. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, that one either was Big Bear or Utah. Yeah, could yeah, could be either one. I was well, that looks like Natalie right there. There's you. What's Runner's Corner? Oh, it was a running shoe store I used to work at. Okay. Um, how do you feel when you sit in, when you're standing next to say a Lindsay or a Chris at the start line? Um, man, for a while it was really intimidating. Especially when you get started into it and you just you only see their names pop up on stuff. But one of the things that I have loved about doing OCR and hybrid is that it's such a great community to go in and be with all these other women. Everyone is so encouraging and like ready to just have you do your best race, too. And then once you get started, you know, everyone's kind of in in the zone doing their thing. But um, I haven't felt like. You know, during a race, people are like, oh, I'm going to totally screw you over and, and and like hope you do terrible. Like everyone wants you to do your best just as they want to do their best. So this is July 20th, 2019. So this was not that. This was definitely not Big Bear. This was Utah. Or Okay. It, but it could have been Big Bear that year maybe. I was at all these races. I did the whole series that year, the 2019. It's the one year I was like, screw it. I'm going to all of them. Yeah. Um, how, did I, went, how did I never meet you? That's what I'm saying. I'm super famous. Lauren. Well, uh, but apparently I wasn't. So well, well, maybe that's why. Well, but here's what usually happens at those races. And I'll go back and look at the, and look at the, the podcast, or whatever. But typically for those races, especially, you know, I'll hang out at the finish line and I'll get the top three, but then I'll be hanging out for a while and I'll talk to other people. I'll talk to fifth, sixth or 10th or whoever. Um, but apparently we just, we never did, or maybe it is, maybe I'll find one and you're on there for like 10 seconds going, yeah, that was, that was horrible. I'm tired or whatever you would say at the end of a race. Yeah. Usually with race brain, it's kind of like this garbled mess. You're just like, <laughs> and then go and crawl in the tent. You're like, I'm just going to, I like to people catch their breath. Usually I don't like, I don't try to stick the microphone in their face, but that was a great <laughs> year because, um, so that was, I, I hung out with, with Ryan and Lindsay and Ryan Woods a lot. We all like would go to lunch afterwards. And, yeah. um, so you never, you clearly never made it to the, the cool kids table. Cause or I would have seen you. No, I, I never buddies. Who, who did you usually hang with at those races? Um, so my, my stepsister does a lot of the Spartan races as well. Allie Tippetts. How is nobody telling me these things? I don't, I don't know. Do you know Allie? Uh, what do you mean? Do I know Allie? I, I just I know Allie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So usually it was, um, Allie Tippetts Wooten. Allie Tippetts Wooten. The yes, same. Of course I know yeah. Allie. Jesus okay. Christ. I know. Yeah. So I go race with her. Like that was, Okay. Um, so stepsisters. So who? So whose mom? Whose dad? My mom. Her dad. Okay. Yeah. So you guys have the same mom? Um. No. Stepsister. So different. Totally different oh, parents. Totally, totally different parents. Yeah. yeah. They. Our parents got married. Now I guess it was a year and a half ago. How? How is this not humongous OCR news? I think that's pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah. Um. We we did a, a good old parent trap with them. Nice. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, because Allie and I, we were we we were friends doing the Spartan races together, and that's how they met. Yeah, amazing. I know. How has this love story not been broadcast before? We're gonna stop. <laughs> Listen, I had big plans this year. This is the new documentary I'm gonna make. Okay, two kids, just two crazy kids showing up at the races. Oh, you should meet my mom. Oh, you should meet my dad. Sorry, that's a horrible impression of female voices. <laughs> and then a love was sparked, and a way that's so cool. Yeah. So uh, we'd always joke, like, how cool would it be if we were sisters? We're like, oh, and then it actually happened. We're like, oh, all right. So 
So who beats who at the Spartan races? Uh, usually she beats me. I will by, say by how much? Um, kind of depends on the the distance. Um, and and what one it is. Like she's she's incredible at the obstacles and ninja stuff. I'm sure you know that she does like the American Ninja Warrior. She's been on the Ninja, yes, ma'am. So, you know, she dabbles in the obstacles um, and doing that frequently. But uh, so, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff, like she she can blow through those. There's some of them that I struggle with for sure. So but how's the running? Is she better than you in the short or do you have time to catch her in the long or? Um, I feel like I feel like we're we're pretty close in running for a lot of it. Uh, I feel like on some of them. It's just, you know, the distance, the day, and I'm also, uh, the hills kind of get the best of me. So flatter course, I do better. Got it. That's why I started opting more for hybrid racing. There's no hills involved with that. Right. Yeah. Enough with the hills, guys. Come on. Jeez Louise. I know. I'm sure you know, like Big Bear in Utah, oh, gosh, you'd be going up mountains, I swear, that were like that. Yeah, I think I did the sprint in Utah. I think I was like, I'm taking this one easy. Um, or Big Bear. I can't even, they all run together at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember, but I know I took it easy and did a sprint. I did not, I was not, I haven't done a beast in a really long time. There was a beast. We have a, we have a race here every year. It was the sprint. Then it was the sprint and super. Now we have a trifecta. And last year I had a hip sort of giddy up situation. So I, I did half the beast course on Sunday just to do a video. And I'd already done like half of it for the other, for the super. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to walk this. So yeah, I haven't done a beast in a long time. Yeah. You, know, you know, sometimes it's, it's not as fun as you'd like to think going around. <laughs> well, for me, it's always about lately. Anyway, I haven't been competitive in obstacle racing since 13 or 14. So for me, maybe 15. So for me, it's just going out for the day, right? Like, all right, let's go walk around. Let's make a funny video or fun video. Um, an informative video, you know, let's just, you know, new, we forget new people, like everything is brand new. So, um, shows you how smart I am last year. I finally figured out if I just showed the video and then talked over it and said, okay, here's the eight foot wall and you can get over by yourself or you can get up with the front biggest views I've ever gotten. Like took me 10 years to figure out that's what, that's what new people are looking for. They don't want you huffing and puffing while you go up to the wall. Like, this is the eight-foot wall. <laughs> no, I do, the, I do the voiceover uh, afterwards. Yeah. I just film people doing it. Um, and uh, people are like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I'm doing this my first yeah. one in a month. Like, again, it's yeah. like so simple. But for us, it's just like we just roll in there and we forget what it's like to be brand new. And people brand yeah. new, it's like you got to start with the very, very basics. Yeah. Uh, so my sister-in-law um, also started getting into doing like DECA stuff with Another her. Another family member. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I know. Right. Well, my, my family's all been pretty active. Um, and so my, my brother and sister-in-law started doing a little bit more of like DECA, trying out some high rock stuff. And my sister-in-law was asking me about, you know, how to do the box step overs or like she was like, how do you do box jumps? And I was like, in a DECA, it's easier to just kind of do the step over and do it like that and send her a video. And she's like, oh, gosh, I was making that so much harder than I needed to. But like you said, if if you don't know, you're trying to just navigate it out and, and figure it out like a box jump or a box step over. You're going to imagine I got to jump on to the box instead of think, just doing do like. I think for elite, we should maybe b- boost that, though. What do you think? Ooh, I don't know. See, I've, I've also fallen twice on the boxes. 
like at the world championships, I fell twice. <laughs> so apparently, uh, I already struggle enough with it just as a step but that's, over. But that's, I think it's easier too, especially if you have longer legs. Like I watched Carly try to do it and I felt horrible. It's like, here's this giant woman trying to like get that rhythm going. Yeah. It's like a giraffe. The shorter girls, like they can go over those so quickly. And I do feel a little awkward when I'm doing it. I'm like oh, trying to lumber over a box. I'm like the, these legs, you'd think it would be helpful to have longer legs, but it might not be. <laughs> right. So, so you think it's fine. You don't think they should change. Cause I think, I feel like the DECA as it stands, DECA fit. I, I think Yancey loves that everyone can do it. And I think for the elites, I think we could step it up. Okay. So like for you, instead of just like people going for faster times, like making it harder, kind of like what they well, do. I just with- feel like if you're watching a professional sport, right? These are the best in the world. And you go yeah. in that station and you do these little steppies and you're out of there. It's like, it's just, is that, what was that? Right. It just, it just doesn't. And you know, Ryan Kent and I have joked. It's like, is that a photo you want to show people? Like, here's me. I'm the best in the world at doing this thing. You, you know what I mean? That's true. So we yeah, so improve like, the rate, improve the reps. Harder. So increase the reps or make it jumps. Right. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if they were really mean, it would be like box jump overs or something. Or it could be something like that. Yeah. If they go much taller, I think some of those shorter girls would have to like crawl on top, though. Who knows? (laughs) All right. Well, listen, I'm glad we got to do this, especially since I've known your family members for so long uh, and we've never spoken at this length. But we did speak. I know I spoke to you every day at DecaFit. I mean, yeah, the DecaFit World Championships. I'm sure I'll see you there again. Do we know where we're going? Uh, going for the DECA world championships in 2024. Oh, is that in like, is that in, uh, Texas again? I don't think we know. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I figured it's going to be around the same time. We'll see where they actually decide to have it. And in Spartan fashion, I feel like it's usually, uh, a, you know, late decision that they announce things. So unless you can pull it up, it's not, they haven't announced it yet. I would know. I mean, I guess I could sneak up and type DECA world i mean unless they accidentally snuck it on there every decafit event on the 2024 calendar uh this is an article coming up i don't want this article let's see find a race where's the little deca button there we go there's a new deca button at the top they've switched it up too much so it just says northeast august 24th 25th florida september 7th 8th why doesn't it say Orlando if that's where it is or wherever it is? It just says Florida. It's a large state. Anyway, it doesn't say the world championship. Okay. We don't know. Yeah, well, wherever it is, I'll probably end up going to that. All right. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm not quite as, uh, you know, adventurous with traveling like everyone going to Abu Dhabi, but, you know, or, yeah, is that that where the, the next one is? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Okay. Oh, I, yeah, I'm going I in. Oh my goodness, I think I'm going in six days. Yeah, that's soon. Yeah, well, it, it's, it takes a day to get there, and um, and it's already twelve hours ahead. So you fly yeah. on a Sunday, you get there Tuesday. So Ugh. yeah, you get the day back though. Coming back, that's nice. Yeah, I guess leaving from Vienna, I left on Sunday, came back on Sunday, even though it felt like it was way too long. <laughs> Do you um, do you sleep? Do you read? Do you watch movies? What's your what's your long distance flight uh, routine? I wish it was sleeping. I feel like I sit next to the people that can just pass out in like a second. I think of I, I think a lot of people take stuff. They take yeah. whatever and they just go out. I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I don't blame them for one of the legs when it's like a nine and a half hour flight. Right. It's rest right there. Right. So I do end up usually like reading a book, watching movies, kind of a mix of everything, pretending like I can sleep, even though that doesn't actually happen. <laughs> Dude, I used to be able to just crash it. Now I can't. I can't get comfortable sometimes. And it's so fucking frustrating. I know. I miss those days when I was a kid where it was like you could fall asleep anywhere. Yeah. And I was pretty good with that for the longest time. And I still can. Like I've napped in public places before, but sometimes, yeah, on the plane, you just can't quite get comfy. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm not even like that old. I'm 29, but I feel like if my neck is like even remotely in the wrong spot, game over. Right. Like you're stuck like this for the rest of the time because if you move, it just hurts way too much. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I usually am awake for the whole thing. Is that kind of what you end up doing too? Well, um, I usually put on a movie, um, and then when that one's over, it's like, okay, I should probably try to sleep now if it doesn't make me tired. And then, um, yeah, sometimes, yeah, just lately, it's just, it's funny, even on a shorter flight, sometimes the nap will just happen, like, oh, I'm out, and then I'm there. But on these longer ones, I want to sleep sleep. Maybe that's the thing. I'm just putting too much pressure on myself for the long sleep. You know, the the anxiety that you get when you put the pressure on yourself for that kind of stuff builds up. Yeah, and I can't take I don't I can't take drugs like so I don't and so yeah. it would it would fuck me up and so I don't. But yeah, I think that's what most people do. They take whatever they yeah. take. They have a shot of whatever, they drink something and they're gone. Yeah. I know. I feel like that's it's a little risky. I always get paranoid that like I'm gonna miss something too. Like if I can't wake up because I, I took something to sleep too long. Right kind of a hit and miss thing you don't know what you're gonna get you don't know yeah all right lauren i'm glad we had this chat i feel like we're this close to being friends oh, it's really close we're almost there all right for sure I'll, I'll see you maybe at a deca or a, are you going to dc i am um as as much of a redemption as the doubles was for the weekend i i still feel like i need something that uh I can actually feel a little bit better about on an individual race level because my my first showing, my debut in a major uh, was less than desirable, to say the least. <laughs> Did not go well. Our so, oh, yeah, are you going to go to D.C. then? I will definitely see you in D.C. All righty. Thank you so, so much. Hey, if you like this content and you like the fun stuff I do on Instagram and the fun stories and the fun interviews and the fun stuff on the YouTubes, you can support me. You can support this channel. Uh, it's called Buy Me a Coffee. Go right now on the link. You can touch the link right in this podcast, and it'll say support us with a coffee. You can support us one time, or you can support us on a monthly basis. Check it out. Love you. Mission Mean It. I've got to run.